1: this segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today.
2: Welcome to The Reel Down on Battling Finn with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Reel Down Monday Nights. Thanks for joining. Uh, yeah, thanks for being here. It's still in the life and times of COVID, but uh, tonight we have two great guests. But how, how are you doing tonight, Jimmy?
1: Doing good, man. COVID seems to have gone down and now the rest of the world's going crazy with other stuff. So I'm ready yeah. to talk about fishing and not worry about none of that anymore.
2: <laughs> That's right. And you kind of hurt your shoulder. Are you doing Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm still being stubborn, hadn't gone to the doctor, but I'm definitely probably out of fishing for at least a couple of weeks. I can't really pick my right arm up too high, so I could learn how to cast with my left hand, but loading and unloading boats still ain't going to happen, so we'll see.
2: Okay. What's up, Justin? uh, Yeah, so go ahead and like and share uh, the stream. if You know, share with all your friends. Tonight we have two great guests Uh, With KBF, the way they're trying to make up on some dates, so they're kind of doubling up tournaments where they'll have a tournament a Saturday and then another tournament on the same body of water the next day on a Sunday. Uh, One of those that happened this week, well, last week was the KBF trail on Table Rock, uh, famous fishery everybody knows. And tonight we have the two guests. We have the day one winner, Marty Hughes, and the day two winner, Josh Stewart. So here they are.
3: Howdy. Welcome to the show, up, guys. guys.
2: How's it going, guys? Hey, well, congratulations hey. on your wins. That's that's awesome.
3: Thanks. Yeah, Josh, what happened to your nose? <laughs> I don't know. It's about
4: toasted. See. Yeah. <laughs> all
2: right, I got so those green eyes bad. <laughs> so, for anybody that doesn't know who you are, uh, Josh, we'll start with you. Tell us, tell us all about Josh Stewart.
4: I'm just a guy from. Um, from uh middle tennessee like waverly area around kentucky lake um been fishing out of kayak now competitively probably about four years i believe um and i guess i get lucky every once in a while you know yeah.
1: it's a little more than every once yeah. in a while i see and it's it's crazy because i was trying to find some of your stats and I, I couldn't find them but i i know you've won a lot we see your name a lot but i did finally uh pull up some stuff off your five live stuff so uh You've qualified for Hobie Worlds twice, uh, 2019 KBF Pro Series champion, 2019 Challenge Series champion. Uh, you've been in the top ten of Aoi for KBF four times, and second place in the 2018 NC Man. You you stay up there, and then you've been in the the 10, 10 times, yeah. right?
4: Yeah, I've I've won I won a, an open too, and I've won both the KBFs on um, on Kentucky Lake the last two years. So I'm try to make that. Three times in a row this year, I hear you. Hopefully, and also the yeah you know, two-time Hobie Open. Yeah, you're right. All
2: right, awesome. And Marty, also a, a distinguished angler. Uh, you you're one of the OGs. Been around since uh, said '98 on your little bio. Uh, I'll go over a few things here, but you've uh, okay. out of it just as here's uh, well you've it says on Turnyx you fished 130 tournaments. Ah those. So pretty much ten percent, almost ten percent. You win. So eleven wins, eleven seconds, nine thirds, eighty top tens out of one hundred and thirty. Eighty top so ridiculous. You've weighed measured in over twelve thousand inches of bass, uh, and along with the, you got fifth in the first ever KBBT a few weeks ago, and you obviously won day one of the event here on Table Rock against sixty nine other people. So congratulations and thank you for being on show. If anybody doesn't know who you are, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you're one of the people who, one of the godfathers of kayak fishing. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, tough, tough, tough
4: conditions too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you seeing that you've been kayaking since 98, have you been fishing for my kayak that long?
3: Yeah. I, I actually bought a kayak. I had 10 e-surgeries and so I gained a lot of weight and I wanted to lose it. And so, I bought a lot of kayak, a little kayak, it was like eight foot long and it had a little hole in it, about that big. And I stuck, my, my feet would go to sleep in it and I started <laughs> paddling around. And then I, I got out there and I was, I was in Southwest Nebraska and I had a clear, it was a clear water lake, Rock Creek. And I would see the fish and they weren't moving. And I, saw, I thought, you know what, I'm going to bring my pole out. And so I started catching them and the first tug, I, I mean, it was over. And so that's how I started and then and I, I was so naive. I bought a, a book on how to do an Eskimo roll. I bought a nose plug because I found would roll over and I and and knock on wood, I have never ever capsized. And I've been in the ocean with Jim Salmons, all that, you know, but but I've never capsized. And then I upgraded, and then I found my second kayak I found uh in, in Florida. It was a scuba diving kayak. It was a thousand bucks and I bought it. And then that was a
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, they were they were scuba diving off of them. But, but they were, they weren't, you know, like Chad Hoover was still in the Navy and we had conversations on while well, he was on a ship. Cause I found him on the internet. Somehow we, you know, we interacted and, and, and Texas, California, Florida, those places I think it kind of started, you know, and Jim Salmon's telling me he's like to sit on top. They would go surfing, but then they would go out beyond the waves with their pin reels and rods and reels and fish out there. Now, by the way, I lived in Oceanside, as a youngster, and that's where Hobie is made, but I, I, it's weird, but, um, <laughs> but I fished all those, all those beaches, the bay there, and then I bass pond inland when I was a kid, and then I moved to Nebraska in 76, uh, so, but yeah, since 98, and then, uh, been kayak fishing, and I started guiding in 2004 from a guy who pretty much made me take him and pay me, and my wife was pretty pleased about that, and you know, and uh, then I st- I just guided and then it grew from there and from from the central part of the, of the country. It grew because I was getting them from Denver, Fort Collins, Omaha, Lincoln and some from Kansas. And then, you know, because at first people thought I was kind of weird, which, you know, if you look, I probably am. But but, you know, I had a guy, a, a rancher came up to me one time and I had the kayaks on my old trooper. And he said, uh, hey, are those just for show or do you actually use them? And I said, Well, you know, I'm just hoping I make a Hot Wheel after it someday, you know, a little kayak on top. But <laughs> but uh it you know, it grew from there and, and uh I'm fortunate, and blessed to be part of that growth. Um, but to see like guys like Josh today um have a passion for it, you know, that not many guys can have that feeling and I and I just you know it, it's fun to see that, you know. Oh definitely how all these guys, when I go to a ramp or I see them out there fishing, I'm thinking, you know what? I would have never imagined this. And, and I mean, our first tournament was a, was a clear plastic baggie. It had a little piece of paper with like nine species of fish and three dots and a pencil. And you would go out and it was the honor system and you would try to catch three of each species. And at the end, we gave away a six-foot uh, emotion sit-on-top kayak, a spitfire. That was the prize. And and I remember the first one had like ten people, and two of them are my kids, <laughs> <laughs> and one guy showed up in a handmade wooden kayak, you know? Wow! And that's the all math, like a real dugout. Yeah, the math teacher two doors down won the kayak, you know? So he was like, you know, kayak champion, yeah, kayak fishing champion. But that's kind of how it started, you know? So what what
2: what do you do for a job during the day when you're not guiding? Yeah.
3: Um, well I've been an educator for 38 years. I was a teacher for 33 and I've been an administrator basically for five. I'm a principal at a middle school high school. I have uh, about 460 kids and I have 40 teachers and we have a great team and great kids and you know what it's a fishing culture. <laughs> we have a lot of kayak fishermen here. You know? I can see the
2: pictures back there.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, there's Christine and my son and you know, there just and then there's one up there of Nate Gloria and wiper fishing. There's this if the man cave here has has stuff all over. I mean, it's <laughs> there, there's the history. The whole history's in here. I, I, there,
2: there's some website right now for like all the journalists and everything. They're mm-hmm. broadcasting from their houses yeah. where they rate your background. Oh our yeah, back, our background suck compared to yours. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You've yeah. definitely won a competition. <laughs> the competition.
3: Hey, hey, I'm, I'm going to give you a view of the man cave. Here you go. So Let
4: me take you on a tour of these
3: magnets. <laughs> so here's a view of the man cave down here. All the pictures. Wow.
2: All I was already them. jealous. This is way worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like an episode of Cribs, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Josh, wait, Eric, are, are, do you just fish full-time now?
4: Uh, pretty much. I still uh, do, like, side construction jobs for people and like painting houses and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm mostly on the water most of the time, as you
2: can tell by my face. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
2: All right. So uh, here, I'll go over the numbers real quick. So day one, Marty had 69 people. You won with 84 and three quarter. Uh, You actually tied with Ryan Hendricks. You had a bigger, bigger, big fish. He had a, you had a 20, he had an 18 and a half. Uh, So Ryan Hendricks got second, Mike Elsie, the champ, got 84 and a quarter. Josh, you got third. And Lance Burris, that dude's been on a roll this year with 81 and a half. And then day two had less people, which I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. Uh, that only had 33 people. But, Josh, you came away with the win with 84 and three quarters. So you upgraded an inch and three quarter from the day before. That's awesome. Uh, second, Kenny Hood with 79. Third, Justin Brewer with 78 and a quarter. Ryan Cummings with 75 and three quarter and then James Harding with 75 and a half. So why, why do y'all think some people, it seems, I know a few people would drop out because you got to, maybe you have to get home for work on Monday, but why do you think so many so few people fish both days?
3: Well, a lot of it was a lot of them fished the Moyak and it was a one day and it was 88 and that, and I think a lot of those guys fished and went home. Doubled up, yeah. I mean, it was
4: also, we had really good pre-fishing, you know, with overcast. Yeah. Then high-pressure, blue skies come in, you know, for the weekend. The first day was pretty tough, too, for a lot of people. So, I just
2: think they didn't want to, you know, throw their – they felt they were throwing their money away. So, could you wait until the night before to still sign up?
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: okay. I thought it was locked in the a
3: little bit earlier.
4: We had a couple guys at the house that were going to sign up, but then at the last minute, they were like, no, I'm not
3: going to sign up. <laughs> and, and and plus, you know, people are, hey, there's a bass right on top of that pinnacle table, you know, that yeah.
2: up the water. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of set the scene. For, like, can you give an explanation? I've never been to Table Rock. I've seen it mm-hmm. on TV enough times. I'd love to go there. But can can you kind of set the stage? What What is Table Rock? What kind of fishery is it? I um,
4: mean, I'm not really, that's the first time I was there. I'm not really sure. Um, the water was about 20 foot high, wasn't it, Marty? Yeah, How six, high yeah, was it?
3: Yeah, it was 16, I think, the day we were there. Yeah, I,
4: I i caught them in people's backyards. That's yeah. what I did. Yeah.
1: yeah, I saw I saw Elsie was saying that he was fishing twelve foot over picnic tables. Yeah, that's wow. how I was. I,
3: I was catching mine at the base of cedar trees, live cedar trees. I mean they were in the cedar trees.
4: Mm. Yeah, 16 um, foot of water. <laughs> but
3: it's, it's basically uh it's a river system, just you know, like your Tennessee, and there, you got Table Rock, Tany Como, Bull Shoals. Well, Table Rock has the James and the White River coming into it, and then it's all stored up there. But I mean, we went over a spot that was 222 foot deep there, okay. and it's crystal clear water. You could see down where I was at; you could see down about 10 feet. Jeez. yeah, and that's with that's with uh, all the flooding. I mean, in there. Yeah,
4: but and, you were hunting smallmouth though. I was, um, I was yeah. in some murkier water. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I, yeah. I was, I was going for spots and smallmouth, and and then below that, Tanny Como that's a cold water lake because all the water from table rock comes through the bottom mainly. And so that's very cold water. And then you got both shoals and i fished all three and they're all three really good. And, so yeah.
1: what, what stage are, are they still like in all three stages up there? Or is it mostly post-spawn? Like what's it, how's it act? Cause I know the weather has been weird for everybody. And then if the water's that high, has it slowed down the, like the spawn? Spawn's the, already over with, yeah. I mean,
4: I caught, I caught some largemouth. Like any large anyways, that were, uh, they've been dead. They their tails like, they were healed up, you know? Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, and I, I, The smallmouth might have, I don't know, you know, is it, it. this whole spring has been weird. We've had like three phases of spawn up here. Right. Yeah,
4: here too. It's been crazy here too. And,
3: and the the smallies, you know, and talking to guys that were out there and stuff and pre-fishing and everything, the smallies were all in the gravel, that pea gravel stuff out there. Um, but the one I caught was like, I, I, if you found the old shoreline where it's rocky, that's where a lot of those smallies were too.
4: Yeah. caught some spots like that, but yeah. they just, yeah. they were all just, they were so fat and
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. And been gorging. And Marty, if you were going for spots and, and small mouth is, were you targeting a large mouth or just whatever you get bit well, on?
3: Josh? There's very, if, if there's a large mouth where I was at, it, 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 it there's just not, yeah, I'm down. I was down by the dam. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they, they're just not down in there uh, as much. Everything was spotted bass. I, I, i think there might there might be like in the in the fall maybe i don't know because i know last year we caught a couple but they're just not they just aren't there right now yeah that i saw
1: so so i gotta i gotta ask josh where are you throwing the sinko i know you are
0: fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home it's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure
5: on Fishing Booker.
4: Yeah, but it was on a Shaky Head.
5: Ah! You, what, say, what? you
4: know, I think I'm on a Shaky Head? Yeah, I feel like it, um... Say if you're fishing like a 3.16 south ounce, ounce, you know, shaky head, and you're fishing, you can fish it so much at different spots because it's because that sinko that makes it sink quicker, you know. I mean, like yeah. you're fishing like you thought at 16 foot, if usually you have to have a quarter ounce head to go, you know, get down there pretty good, but 16 to 20 foot, but you put that sinko on there, it just it shoots
1: to the bottom. Mm, and I, you-
4: I I was throwing just a like a regular like air tail wiggler, you know, like grande bass, but they didn't want it like they wanted that sinko.
1: Were you uh were you getting lots of bites or was it tough and it was just few quality bites or how was it
4: well from other people I've talked to up there it seemed like it was kind of hard to, you know catch a largemouth over 17 inches but I found some 16 17 inches and um, I talked to some of the guys and they said yeah that that could definitely win it you know yeah what about you Marty? if, Do you- if somebody doesn't get on a bunch of, you know a bunch of big small mouth yeah, yeah. That's yeah.
3: Cool. well I I had I think I caught nine fish that day. Um, I had, I had a few more on, but they, I was using a fluke, uh, with a swivel for a weight and I was fishing kind of under the lip of those cedars and those trees and they would come out of there and they'd hit it. Well, in the morning I get them, but then they, they would like hit it, but I couldn't get them. So that day I, I was actually on the KBBT thing show and, and Mark called me out. Uh, Marcus Coates And he said, Hey, you got to go back to what you do, what your confidence is. You got to use the Nico. So, uh, so just for kicks, I threw it on and, the, and that's where the small mouth story comes. And I can, we can wait, but if you want, but, but, uh, no,
2: go ahead. Oh, the no, small,
1: I'm I'm ready to hear it. Okay. Damn, so,
3: hear it. so, so I, so I'm, I, I go back a mile and Nate glory was over there in this other tree line and, uh, and I just want to see how he's doing, you know, and stuff. And, and, uh, and anyway, I, I, I asked him, I said, so how's it going? He goes, I just had a big one on. And, and I go, what were you using? He goes, I was using a jig. And and, uh, and so I I put on my knee because <laughs> those guys were calling me out on it, you know, just for that. Because it just didn't feel good right because it was like 20 foot down most of the time. Yeah. And my well, knee go down very good that way. And so I go, I go about, oh, 50 yards in about 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, bam, I get that 20-inch smallie. And I'm like, what in the world? At first, I thought it was a big, like a big bass, but because I didn't expect to catch a smallie there. And so I get it in, I measure it, and I'm, and I'm, I mean, you, you know, you get the heebie-jeebies, and you get something like that. And and the hard part was keeping on the board and everything. Oh yeah. And then then I go to let it go, and it, and it spits out a little, a, a white. I should have brought it in a, a little uh, plastic minnow about that long, and it had a nail weight in it. <laughs> and, and so I, so you don't, you don't yell because. There are 15 bass boats that come over there, you know, where you're at. So, so I, I just wave at Nate, they come here. And you know, he comes down and I go, man, I just caught a monster. Really? I go, yeah. And I, and I go, uh, I go, it's, I, and I, and I told him about it. I said, but I found this, it, it spit out this plastic minnow. Somebody else caught this today. He goes, that's mine. He, he actually hooked into that smallmouth earlier. And, <laughs> that's awesome. And, and I caught the, I caught the smallmouth. So he that's was got hurt. Oh, he oh, he was hurt. He's like I can't believe it. I can't believe because he would have had that twenty inch smallmouth if he had got it up. And, and
2: he was he was Nico rigging a, a minnow. No, no, he had a
3: he had actually like a crappie jig. Oh, okay. He, he was imitating those those threadfin that they were all day long, yeah. and they were all individual. They weren't in schools, and they flutter around. So that's what he was doing, and he had a lot of success on day two doing that. But uh, he just missed it, and so man, yeah, you could. He was a little. He seemed like he was upset, but you know, we're good friends and stuff, so he's cool with it.
1: (laughs) But uh, you you can be upset, but you can't be mad, really.
3: But here you go. So day two, we we were having trouble, and I'll tell you more. But I go to this uh, point, and I mark a big a big fish below me, and I go, and I'm thinking that's a big smallmouth. And I said, I said, hey, Nate, man, I got a big one below me. Before I could even get my rod out, he cast it almost hit my boat from behind. Let it go down. He caught that small eighteen and a half inches. We're <laughs> even. or even. Got you back. He didn't waste no time either. <laughs> no, he didn't. He goes, You gotta get your rod in the water. Like, Man. so I never
4: I never seen one person where I was at, just pleasure boaters only.
3: That's good. Wow. Well, it can be
1: good or bad sometimes. Yeah, I thought I was gonna be bad.
2: <laughs> so, so if if Nico Riggin is is what was working for you, can you give us your give us a juice on it, the whole thing, rod reel setup, baits, all that good stuff.
3: Oh man, I should have brought I should have brought it in. Doggone it. Um, well, right. it, what what happened was on. Am I still on? Yeah, you're yeah. Good. I was using that fluke. So when so then after that Smalley, so I went about two hours and not fished, and I caught Smalley. Then I went another two hours. So I went back to where I started along that tree line where those cedars were in the, the other trees. And then I threw the Nico at the base of those trees thinking that I could get them down because the sun, you know, it was bright. And sure enough, I got two right away. And, and then a water spout hit me. I mean, there's no wind and this water spout comes up and it actually hit me, got me wet. And then I started catching fish. It was just a weird a bit of breeze came up then. <laughs> and, and anyway, and then, here's a story on how I caught my fish too, is I, I caught another one. And then I, with, with 18 minutes to go, I think it was 18 minutes. I caught a 17, whatever. And then with three minutes to go, I caught a 15, five. Wow. And got it. Got it in. Uh, unreal. Unreal. No, and then I,
1: I start fumbling around
3: when it gets down. Yeah. I just kept, kept going. And I, I looked at the board and it said I was six. And I go, I go, man, I'm going to get, I'm going to get knocked out of the check thing, you know? and so I, I just keep going keep going and in the last minute last three minutes got that 15.5 and and uh I, I was i mean i was surprised i had won when i got done because i you know there was so many good guys in there that had 80s you know and anyway the nico is a uh, I use a uh, what do you call it uh uh the elastics last yeah Z-Man. z-man z-man i use a uh, molten craw everywhere molten craw i put in a half moon uh, weight with it. And uh, I, I actually heat up the weight, insert it, melt it in, and then I pull it back out, put a dab of super glue, and it stays in there. And then I take a, a Sharpie and then I mark it up black. And then I put a number two weedless uh, Nico hook in it, and it works. I mean, I, I use it all the time. I use it everywhere. And that
1: a- is an in depth Nico rig for yeah. anybody <laughs> listening.
3: Uh, <laughs> Pound line, you eight. Oh, I use uh, I use 15 pound braid, and I have a neon color, uh, so I can see the line move because a lot yeah. of times it's it's slack. And then I put a uh, I have a 14 pound Sunline Assassin line, uh, 14 pound leader, Lefty Cray knot, and it works for me. And then I have a uh, my favorite's a six foot eight uh, Browning Maxus, and then I have a uh, I got the Shimano CI four. On, on there, one of them, and a yeah. signature series, Johnny Moore's, um real, and I use a seven footer and a six eight, and I've always got one rigged. And you know, it was a weird thing was if Marcus wouldn't have called, that man, that Joshua, you Josh, you might have got that because I, I, what place you get on day one?
4: Oh, I got fourth. Oh, I got, fourth. I got, day one was I. W- I woke up at six thirty on day one, like the night before. <laughs> oh, the night before, my phone was because my screen was cracked on my phone, so I was. And it started really messing up and like overheating and stuff, and it was would, it wouldn't come on sometimes. Huh. And I was struggling the first day. I mean, Just a I, I'm, the first day I was I was struggling hard. I mean, I, you know, I woke up at six thirty, got there probably about seven, got on the water about seven fifteen, started fishing. You know, I, I caught one, then I missed like two, and then I went to set the hook on another one, and my my leader come undone, and so I had to so I tie a new leader. And I mean, I only had like just four little fish, and it was like twelve o'clock. And I I stumbled across across this dock that just it was every cast in there it was either a spot or a largemouth hitting it. It was it was I, I was telling I was talking to a lady that was on the next dock, and I was just like, this is a magic dock, you know? Because every, <laughs> every time I throw one in there, something would take it. A lot of times it, that, that that shaky head, the uh, the spots would
2: grab it, and you wouldn't
4: hook them. But when there's a largemouth, I would hook them.
2: Yeah. So when, i mean that on table rock i think bill lowen last year he had a a magic dock that was the same way where he just kept catching fish. yeah it
4: was because it was right the dock was like on a point kind of and it was there was like a big pile of bushes over here and then the sun come up and just got so bright they were just all just huddled under that dock wow yeah. but they weren't there the second day like that i mean i caught them the second day well at the first day i could i caught a fish at 129 it would have Called me up like an inch and a half. I think I would have got third, but I couldn't get my phone to turn on. And by the time I got it on, it was like one But so I drove and got a new screen put in for the next day. Cause I didn't want, did not want that to happen again. And I had a pretty good idea. I was going to catch them the next day, but I went to that dock and it was not playing, playing out like I wanted to. And I just caught like a random, one of my biggest fish was just random off the side of the bank on the Senko and the rest of them were all on the, all in the shaky head. Just fishing just fishing docks and just fishing the the old bank line. And can,
2: can you give us that whole shaky head setup?
4: Oh, it's just it's pretty basic, you know, just um twenty pound braid, like he said. I got like a neon braid too, you know, so I can see it moving. And usually I fish eight pound uh fluoro, but I was throwing twelve. I, I like to throw twelve if I'm around a lot of timber and stuff. Yeah. Just in case.
2: Mm-hmm. Is there a certain shaky head you like?
4: Um, I like the VMC ones a lot. Yeah. They have they have the, the the line tie and the loop for the uh, the keeper. So yeah. instead of you know instead of a hard keeper that stays straight, you know when something hits it it, it gives. What, what
1: rod and reel setup you throwing yours on?
4: No, just a casting seven foot medium. Okay. Um, my reel it's just uh that one i just have a mono Sahara and i just got the FL i use it for my Cinco rod but i've still got that old sahara that
2: i mean it keeps on going i've got an old Sahara i use i mean for salt water and it's mad. yeah it's i'm going best, best
4: reel you can buy for the money i think
2: yeah and the, you, you know it's funny like uh you said you're throwing a medium like you if you look online i think because i just bought a new shaky head rod and it was garbage because it was medium heavy i let all the pros convince me, you know, Jesse Wiggins, Bill Lowen, all these other people that use a medium heavy for a shaky head rod, and that just it doesn't work for me. Like I need the medium, I need I, a well, little bit. Well, pack. that's yeah, that you, you need that give on that tip, you know, yeah. on the,
4: yeah. because that that shaky head comes out pretty easy. It's like a jig almost.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm I'm the same way. i was surprised. I'm glad you said that. I don't feel quite as bad about
3: always throwing a medium. I so, use you, medium, yeah. medium with a fast tip. Yeah, me too. Here, here's the here's the Nico. That's a sick looking one. He looks like he's out of a rough day, but uh, there it is. It and it's got that hook. I use that weed guard now. Yeah, if, I, if, I do too. If I'm if I got fish that are finicky, I'll cut those off and just use that. But yeah, it, it catch. And then here's the wait if you can see. I. It's yeah, that's a
4: really that's the same hooks I use for uh, yeah. wacky rigging. Really I, I use
3: use for the wacky as well. Um. I use on the wacky. And then what I do is take a split shot weight and I, and I clamp it on the top for weight and, and it takes it down uh. it takes the water on that. But yeah, this, that's, this, nice. that.
2: that's, that, that's some juice right there.
3: Yeah. It works for me anyway. Heard that way, on the, on the, on the fluke, I was using albino, which had a little blue on top of it. And it looked just like those, those thread fin in there. But the color I wanted to use was arc Arkansas shiner, but I couldn't find any. And I was at the boat ramp and this guide was there and, and I was telling him what I was using. I said, "Man, I, I tried to get some more." He, he gave me two Arkansas Shiners to use, but I never, I never used them the second day, out there because the, the second day, that, that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> the water—they drew the water out, and I think that flushed them off the shorelines down there, because uh, we marked them. We marked them all in the middle, you know, 50 to 75 foot down, and I'm like, I'm not going to drop shot that. Just so. Um, but Nate, Nate Gloria dropped shot at it back in a cove and he was getting them. He put up 75 or 76 inches, but didn't enter the second day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he was getting them on the drop shot back there, um, on a brush pile, uh, nearby where I was, but.
1: So do you see kind of the same thing, Josh, on day two, just the water start falling out and kind of
4: I'll change the tactic? Um, I mean, it, it dropped a little bit, but no, I'd still... Through the shaky head, and that's what they bit. Yeah. Well, I caught I caught well, one on a weightless, and one,
2: and the other was all shaky head. Do you always throw the Senko on a shaky head, or is that just whenever you're trying to get down deep?
5: Um,
1: I
4: don't. Some days I just bite it better because I, I I tried a regular uh, a trick worm and they were not biting it like that shit like that Hmm.
1: I'm gonna have to try that. I don't I yeah. I don't have a lot of success with the shaky head. I don't throw it a lot. Yeah,
4: I, I haven't been, but I've won two tournaments, or well, that tournament and
2: another tournament this month, uh just throwing the shaky head. See, I've I've always been a big shaky head guy, but I, I think like Marty, the I've gotten to throw in Nico so much now that I'll carry That's the fine. different I'll carry the different shroom, weight, shroom weights for different depths, but it's so much more versatile, like I can throw it in you know i can skip it i i can just do a lot more with it than what i could a regular shaky head you know
3: yeah i like to use it in the hydrilla it goes right into that hydrilla you don't get hung yeah. up or anything and they'll pound it
2: well there you go
1: that's some good juice man i i'm like i need to like stop right now grab I, it all i, I gave
4: it a try. try when it first came out but i haven't tried it much i think they called it the chicken rig or something is it
3: basically the same thing it's yeah. a little different i use that too but it's more straight line
0: Check out midwayusa.com.
3: It's just like with the O-ring up up more, right? Yeah, I don't put an O-ring on because I use that elastic. Oh so. man. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know? It, you
2: know, I've I've it's funny, I've used I think I get more hookups with the O-ring. Like even though you don't because I like you can watch Brian Latimer if anybody wants to see a good video on on that Nico rig. Or John Cruz calls it Neko. I guess that's how you're supposed to mm-hmm. how they actually say it in Japan. But the like, I have, I've used it both ways. I've used it without it just through his e-man. I use the bang sticks, and I've used it without it, and then I use it with the O-ring. The O-ring isn't quite tight enough, so sometimes off <laughs> your bait. Mm-hmm. But it, it seems like I get more hookups with the O-ring than I do without
3: it. Huh. Well, I, I mean, I use the same one for days sometimes. But I haven't yeah. won a PBF either, so
2: I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and listen to you from now on. <laughs> I use one I'm gonna I, leave that I, I O-ring ring at the
4: house. See, see, I won't leave the weed guards on. them. I'll cut them off every time.
3: I, like. <laughs> I, I put them on just like I can work out. But if, like I said, if the if it if the bite is like they're not really hitting it hard, then I take them off. Yeah. It, Something
1: that I noticed is the the size uh, hooks you're using. When I Nico or Wacky, I'm like I don't know if I have like that fly fishing mentality. I go so much smaller, like number ones,
4: I,
3: number I, two. Too. Okay. The bigger, yeah, I use the
4: small ones. Yeah. When I'm especially, you know, with light line.
1: Yeah. I just I, I see a lot of a lot of guys just grabbing those packs of those like you know, like number fours with those big weed guards on them. I'm like, man, I don't know. That just seems to kill the profile for me. i, I just do better with a smaller hook.
4: Yeah, I think it might kill the action too a little bit.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well when yeah. my I'm fishing in heavy cover a lot with it. And so that big hook, it don't matter. Now yeah. If I'm out in clear, clear water. I'll use a smaller hook, a number two, really small. Uh, it's a it, it's not a Niko hook. What is it? A uh, it's like it looks like a drop shot hook.
2: Yeah, yeah. almost like That's a circle. Not quite a circle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If anybody has any questions for these guys, please ask away. We'll we'll get your questions out there. So the uh, so you did great. You know, is this Josh? You said this is the first time you've been there. Is this somewhere that you fish pretty often, Marty? How far is that for you from Nebraska?
3: Um, by stagecoach, it's about two days. Going old school. <laughs> no, it's about – it's right at 515, you okay. know, there. Not bad. It's it's I-29 through Kansas City. Not bad at all. And I go – we go vacation there a lot, and, you know, down that way. But I I fished there in March on on uh, Bull Shoals this year, too. Had a good tournament there. Got seventh there. Um, but I love, I love, I I told my wife tonight, I said, uh, I, I want to buy a place down there, Diane. I, I mean, I want to stay there longer. And, uh, but it, it's just beautiful there. And it's, it's, there's, it, there's the fishing changes as the year goes on there, you know, quite a bit. And you don't usually see that up and down flood stage water. It's just a weird year, but yeah. But it's, well, you're,
2: you're, you're sponsored by Bass Pro. You need to have Johnny, you know, let him yeah. let stay at the lodge sometime.
3: Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yeah. That, you know, I'm not going to say anything there, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they do treat me pretty good, though. They do. Well,
1: yeah. oh, that's killing, man. What about you, Josh? you think it's somewhere you want to go back to? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll go back to it. Um, I'm not going to say it's my favorite lake in
4: the country, but, yeah, it's pretty. It's definitely pretty late. Go back. I, I think um, I'd, I'd like to fish any of them. I never fished beaver either. I like to fish that one in bull shows. Anywhere you can make money is a good lake, huh?
5: <laughs> oh yeah.
3: Well yeah Saturday, by the way, it was you had the Moyak and the KBF going on. Yeah. And they had 88 in that one. And those guys, I mean, you got guys like Troy Inkey and Richie McMichael, those guys know that place really well. And uh they're feared down there. In in Joshua Booth, uh Dorman Huey, those guys they're all really, really and you got uh, Brian Hillman, those guys are all that that's their habitat right there. So uh that pretty pretty good fishermen there. Yeah, I mean
2: Mo Yak is definitely you know one of the top ten clubs yeah. in the country, easy for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: It's one of the clubs I always like to look in. on when I'm looking at the Turney X stuff.
2: Where's you guys at? Uh, he's North Alabama, and I'm Central Alabama. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm
1: five minutes from Wheeler.
2: Man, he's right. five, five, one in your town there in Murfreesboro. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm five minutes from Wheeler, and then I'm and 45 minutes from. You know Pickwick or Gunnersville. I, I throw I throw Wilson out because I never go to Wilson. I skip yeah, right I, over and go straight. I don't, Pickwick.
4: I, I don't go to Murfreesboro unless I have to.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that at, on Tony X, Josh Stewart. Murphy. I'm,
4: I'm ju- well. I live in Murfreesboro, like a mile outside the city
2: limits, right next to the interstate. I just hit that, and I'm I'm gone. Gone. <laughs> so, uh, now, now that you fishish, got some money in your pocket. What's a uh, Josh? What's next for you? What, what are you fishing the rest of the year? I'm guessing Kentucky Lake. You want keep- I, I was going to ask, but I know he's going to Kentucky Lake. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think there's one in Knoxville this weekend at Loudon, right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That, that's that's yeah, right down the road from you too, huh? Yeah, it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. Thank you.
1: What about you, then we got
2: Then we got uh,
4: Kentucky Lake, well, the Hobie. Then we got Kentucky Lake at the end of the month. Then in between that, I'll be red, I'm will going to go down to Florida and meet and the girl, going to do some red fishing, hopefully.
2: Heck yeah, man. June could be like, I mean, you could put a in on them and make a lot of money in June. Yeah, I'm probably going to be about four four shades darker, too. <laughs> get it, man. Boss buffs. Holler at Sam Sam Jones. He'll get you a, a buff, man. You, you want to keep that cancer off you.
4: Yeah, I know. Dang. Need that vitamin D, though,
1: right? Damn. That's right. That's like You can have all the buffs in the world. I still don't wear them yeah that gets That's hot right. in the summertime yeah. <laughs> i've got them with me they don't ever go
3: on i wore them all the time i wore it i, I, wear, mean,
4: I, wore, I wore i wore them in florida when i was down there for sure
3: oh, oh yeah, yeah. Wear right
4: and that was that was mostly because of the bugs not just the sun
2: yeah i'm 41 man i'm i'm like covered head to toe nowadays it's yeah <laughs> so i yeah
4: i see the i see the little spots coming up on my skin everywhere just a little, like every year I look down and be like, "Wow, oh, where's that one? What's that? What's that coming from?" Uh,
3: I'm sixty-one. and I'm a raisin, so I, I'm past past. But, but I've had the skin cancer already. And they took it all off and stuff and, But I just wear, I just try to wear a hat and a buff around my neck, you know. And then I my like my hands are, you can see the tan line and the marks on my arms, but. My arms are all covered up, just my hand. I even bought—I just bought gloves too for my hands. Yeah,
2: I've, I've been looking at some gloves too. Because uh,
3: it, I mean, as you get older, your skin gets thinner, and so I'm noticing that, and it's like, man, I want to fish a little bit longer. You know? <laughs> That's right. But uh, so Marty,
2: what do you have going on the rest of your? Uh,
3: I thought about fishing that Mississippi pool this weekend, but I don't. I got two weeks off uh, from turn- tournaments, but, um, but I think I'm going to go with that bass there um eau claire kbf is it eau claire i think it's eau claire eau claire up in oh, wisconsin. wisconsin yeah i'm gonna fish that there's two there kbf and then um i'll fish our trail series in nebraska here and i i am in a camo might might hit another one of those but right where i'm simply located and i got tournaments all around me yeah here and I, I like doing online sometimes too you know just because i can stay home then but um and then hopefully that hopefully qualify for some like the regional and the uh, going going to the national, <coughs> um, you know, pending what happens at school. <laughs> Who knows there, you know, uh, and then um, and then hopefully they have that new one, the All American down at Lake Truman. That's only three hours away, so hopefully to qualify for that. But um, you know, I just like fishing, man. The thing is, I just like fishing, and then the competition just kind of makes you go harder, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I've got a couple of questions for y'all since we, you know, we've talked about Table Rock and how that went. So, I know you, you know, you've, uh, Josh fished Five Live and you fished K- the, the, the bracket through at KBBT. I want to know what y'all's thoughts are on how that went, you know, how you like those formats and if there's anything you would change or are you looking forward to doing it again? So, uh, Josh, how was Five Live? What'd you think about it?
4: It was fun. You know, um, it was just a bad... Bad day for me because um, it was right in the middle of everybody being locked down and everybody was at the lake. <laughs> yeah. Maybe an earlier start so you're not the last one on the water or maybe an hour or more, you know, to get five fish. Because I mean, sometimes if
2: they're not biting, you to get five fish in two hours is not uh, impossible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing our uh, panel and fin bracket deal, and that's a four hour live deal. And that's, I mean, even four hours, it can be tough sometimes. You know? Unless you're and, Dustin Nichols. Well, yeah. it's also
4: hard, especially around here, to find you know a good spot where you also have
2: service. Well, First, yeah. uh, most
5: yeah, of
4: my most of my best spots are there's no service. Yeah, that
1: that's what I feel like levels the playing field for a lot of guys, but also takes yeah. out some guys completely. Is like I know a lot of the spots. If I was in something like that, I'd go to. I'd get there. I'd have zero service. So I'd be back to square that's one. What, I,
4: I went somewhere I knew I'd there. I'd catch
1: five. Yeah. What if, about you, Martin? Did you uh, oh, go ahead, Dan?
4: No,
2: go ahead.
1: Uh how's the, the KBBT? How'd you like that whole bracket series set up?
3: It, you know, the one thing I got out of it that was really fun was it built up relationships between people. Yeah. You know, you got to know people more and then doing this kind of stuff, the interviews. I made some pretty good friends that way um, doing that. That was probably the, the best thing of, of the whole. Um, 10 hours is a long time. You start talking to yourself and, you know, and, and it, that's a long day, but it's, but for me, I could go all day. If the sunrise and the sunset. Right. Um, and then, uh, the, I think the time of year plays a role because we were coming up, well, we had pre-spawn, pre-spawn, pre-spawn and then spawn, spawn like that yeah. kind of deal. So it, it helped me and then cold front and then it did me in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot of that depends on the weather, but I do like the regional format they're coming up with, yeah. where you're in the same region and compete, and then go to the national level. But you know, they they filled a void, you know, where we couldn't get together and you could still compete and you know make friends with guys across the country and stuff. Um, I think it'll still, I think it'll still go on. I think it'll, you know, I think they're going to get some interest. I don't know how big, but you have the guys that don't want to travel and they have their honey holes at home and they just know that's that's their that's where they want to fish that's okay
1: that's what i feel like it kind of and i could be completely wrong in this so you know a lot of guys do the online stuff yeah and they only do the yeah online stuff i feel like this kind of way to like bridge that gap where you're fishing your waters but it's live in the sense that you're fishing against that guy right Right. now
3: yeah yeah it's a
1: like i'm not a I didn't like the idea at first because I'm not even like you know other sports like football and stuff. I don't care about like March Madness and brackets and stuff like that. So I just kind of dodged it. But the more I you know see how it's working and everybody's liking, I was like, no, I think that'd be cool because it's you know it's kind of one on one. Like yeah, yeah, you're, you get kind of personal with it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I had a guy here. Uh, I think he's on here earlier, and Thompson. He he says I still want to rematch one on one. And uh, the I was going to say is uh, uh, oh, man, I forgot. Go ahead.
2: I I, I got to say with the you know with the KBBT, give it up to Greg and Marcus and, and everybody else. They, they've been doing such a good job with yeah. this, highlighting the anglers, talking yeah. about anglers, giving yeah. them a lot of time, talking to people that, uh, you know, like Josh, to me, you're a household name. Like, you know, I, I, I would think anybody in kayak kind of fishing knows who you are. You know, you, Kobe, hmm. Christine, the, you know, there's like 10 of y'all that are the the cream of the crop, I guess. But, uh, you know, so it's, for better or worse, it's highlights some people that are, you know, that usually don't get to shine as much like, a, you know, like Marty. Marty got a lot of time in some other. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: And then you get to come on here and we find out that you've top 10 to 80 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: You know, well in Nebraska we only have thirty people, so you know it's <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I don't yeah.
1: so. Here's a, here's a question I knew, I said I was gonna ask and I gotta know. So Josh, when I think it was when you won the Pro Series champion. It may have been the uh challenge series. Uh Chad said he was gonna get you in touch with some people with uh Gary Yamamoto as a Senko's. I gotta know if that happened, man.
4: Oh yeah, he's reached out to me. Yeah,
1: okay. I just, I love the cinco. I know they're expensive. I know you use them ten times as much as I do. So and they go quick. Yeah, (laughs) like I would jump on it too, man. If anybody was like, hey, I'd be like, no, like right now, I need this. You don't understand
4: this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they go quick. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you lose one before you even catch a fish, especially when you're wacky rigging, skipping under a dock. You to yeah. skip under a duck and doesn't there's no resistance from a lure and you're like dang I'm
1: oh I can't because I'm it's just so bad about when I catch a fish I don't go back and like check so like I'll see it still up there on the O-ring and I'll just skip and I'll sk- see it skip in two different directions <laughs>
5: I'll
1: be like golly that <laughs> I'll I'll,
4: I'll save those and just mend them back together a lot of times too I
1: need to do that do you just what do you mean you just glue them back together mend it mend it it's not it's glue it's it,
4: it it's it's something totally different um
0: Log on to midwayusa.com.
4: Even though I get, uh, get secos, it doesn't mean I want to just waste plastic. So a lot of times I just, uh, after I've done wacky rigging them, I'll use them for like a shaky head, just mend them back together in the middle Use it for a shaky head or I'll vice versa, you know, start ripping out the end of it on the shaky head. I'll just use it for a wacky rig. Hmm.
1: Cool. I need to check that out. Cause I,
4: I'm, Dude, mend- I'm... it. Mend it works on anything. You can, you can, you can attach anything together with, the, the Mend-It with the plastics i want to check that out there
2: i've heard of it I, i've never owned any i've always got super glue i've never used mendit. because so, it, like
4: it you can you can make a pack of trailers last for a long long time it's it's good stuff
1: i see i would, I would want to try that like flukes blow out yeah Kytex blow out uh-huh. so i need to i need to look into that so there's your juicy
4: it, tip. you know it'll definitely save you a lot of money just it's i think it's like 12 13 14 dollars or something for like a a little bottle and you it'll it'll pay for itself
1: first time you use it oh yeah how is it like that's like two packs of kitex right there so
2: (laughs) all right josh so we'll give you a chance uh anybody you want to give a shout out to any sponsors you want to talk about
4: oh yeah um definitely um i just recently got on with fish usa um there you go I'd like to give a shout-out to those guys. I finally got a uh, hook-up on some tackle, you know. Not get you a big, giant van like Cody now. <laughs> not Well, I'm not – I am not do not have to pay $8 for a pack of Senkos or, you know, $20 for 150 meters of, of line. But, um, yeah, and Jackson Cogs, of course, yeah, Tennessee Company, um, catching Rods, you know, uh, Yak Attack, uh, Hog Farmer Bay Company. It's all in – Oh, stormy, will kill me if I don't say
2: Dakota lithium money.
1: Yeah. I was about to <laughs> sneak that one in there for you.
2: <laughs> That's a great sponsor, too. So, man, I, I think kind of a low key company a lot of people don't talk about, but they've got some legit dates, you know. No yeah,
4: kidding. and the, I definitely use them a lot in the wintertime. I've been using the, um I got this thing called Spunk Shad. It's like a, uh, just, a it's just a pintail shad and i really like it for uh, like when i'm fishing a chatterbait and like grass and stuff because it doesn't it's not a big profile it's just a little bitty tail it comes through there real easy and i've been having a lot of success with it here
2: recently too it's getting to be a time of year for hair jigs and everything else so yeah check out hog farmer hog if you haven't already yeah they make good stuff yeah all right marty how about you and hey josh maybe you need to talk to marty because i'm uh you know the bass pro senkos but whatever they're called Stickos. stickos,
3: stickos, yeah, stickos. <laughs> I I buy a bottle. I buy a lot of those Sinkos. They you know, I go through packages of them. Yeah. I don't know. No, no. Uh, first I went, I was going to try to catch Josh hair, hair, but I went. I went and got my first haircut since February the other day, and I went in and I lost my barber. He retired, so I went. Oh no, no! I went to <laughs> yeah. I went. To, yeah. I mean, story time. All that it was gone. And so I go there, and the guy goes, do you want a two, three, or a four? And I go, I didn't know what that meant. I said, i a three. He gets his razor out. And just, I just keep going. So I lost I, lost my, I lost my long hair, Josh. I was catching
4: I'm just growing it. I'm just growing it while I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got fired
3: before it quit man. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So, no, I, uh, a shout-out to – well, first, my wife, man. i tell you what. Oh, amen to man. that. She lets me go and like i have a we're put on a garage this weekend and i said i might go fish tournament i i kind of walked away a little bit as i thought because
4: no yeah
3: i'm just trying to get it
4: i'm just fishing a tournament
3: yeah <laughs> um, and and so uh bass pro shops of course been with them quite a few years and uh, uh yeah years since the beginning when they started uh, that's, geez, that's over a decade, 12 years, maybe. Wow. Uh, they treat me really good. And and uh, uh, bending branches, um, uh, bass mogul, um, kind of clothing and, um, and then uh, 20X. I mean, part of the pro staff, I get it. It's pretty good stuff. And then um, um, I think that's the major ones there. So uh, I, I, you know, I'm not with the hobby and I have a Hobie. I have all kinds of. I have a sled uh, sale out of Omaha. Does a great job with you know, maintenance and. You know, so. That's not my TV. I don't have a TV. Yet.
2: No, Somebody's, somebody's listening to something juicy. Sounds like a like a Mari kind of show. It? No, you good <laughs> man. Is that me? Oh, it ain't me.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh,
2: no, like Maybe I keep
1: catching myself trying to listen and be like, "What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's the end of the show. I didn't want to say anything. Let let that TV rip, man." But,
3: uh, also, I didn't know it was picking up. No, you're good. Also, I have my own. I have my own company, basically, Kayak Outfitters, and they sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, And my son, sure. my son runs the rental business, and this weekend,
1: I saw you said you're not guiding right now. Are you? Are you done guiding for the year? Have you kind of like how we no. talked about before the youth? Or are you going to try to pick it back up?
3: I'm going to, I'm going to start guiding maybe next week. A awesome. little bit. Um, And I got some that, you know, I really need to get, get out there. They really want to go. Um, I have a catfish school, a bass fishing school. Wow. So wow. I just, I just don't know. You know I, I'm kind of a little literary yet. Don't want to, you know, cause I mean, Kids, you know, I don't want to have a kid. You've got to stay this far. You know, I don't want to do that to a kid. All right. I enjoy it when they're out there and uh, make it special for them. So that may not happen. So I, I run about nine or ten youth events a year, four tournaments, and like five fun nights, and the guys come in and help them and stuff. And uh, people donate a lot of stuff for that. there, um, and, and, and just – and like I said, our school, when I came here, we didn't have any kayaks in this town, and now it's like every – every block has a kayak fishing kayak by the exactly. way i was at uh i was at cabela's bass pros last week up in omaha both of them there was two kayaks left between the two stores right. yeah
1: i went to academy yesterday they have no kayaks they had like three paddles they yeah. were on life jackets yeah. everybody's yeah. ready to get outside yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Fishing i'm
1: glad and sad out of my
3: fishing spots like yeah i get messages every day about people wanting a kayak and i said i don't i can't get them you know? It's like
1: it's like
4: 2008. I'd be fishing Kentucky Lake, and I'd just be wearing them out. Nobody around me now. Every yeah. weekend, every yeah. weekend when I go down there, there's kayaks everywhere.
3: Yeah,
1: That's yeah. like what Cody was saying of uh, a couple weeks ago when we had him on about. I think he said he there was like 17 people headed back around where he had been catching them the day before.
3: Yeah, you know, well, it's like it's like when,
4: when you're just driving around town, you just see more kayaks and on top of vehicles yeah. and back of trucks than five years ago for sure. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. So We've what about Josh uh
1: you gonna you wanna guide me on Kentucky Lake? I mean I'm looking for a guide, but what you got? You
2: shallow or deep. Are you one of the shallower or deep people?
4: I can go either, but no. uh the Kentucky Lake's been fishing horrible here recently. <laughs> horrible. Look at our local tournament that fished this weekend. I think eight people caught a limit, and there was like seventy something people.
3: Wow. wow. here's a there's a guy there, J you know Jason <sighs> wired to fish. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. His mom lives lives a block and a half down the street from me. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I stayed at his house down there once. That's kind of you know it's weird how the small world like that you know. But that guy. knows. Say,
1: that. it seems like the world, the kayak fishing world gets smaller and interconnected. Oh, yeah. yeah, my my parents live about
4: ten minutes from the lake. Wow,
1: and that's why he hammers them down there.
3: Yeah.
4: Oh yeah, I grew up there. Yeah. Well, so my you. honey, my, everybody knows my honey holes now. So <laughs> gotta find some new ones. Yep, you're exactly right. Well, I've, I've already been working on it, and some of my friends trying to get it out of me, but it could be just a conspiracy for me to go get for them to go somewhere else. <laughs> hey,
3: hey, could I, I want to say one more thing though? Yeah, go ahead. The thing that I miss though is like this weekend. It was like an empty feeling afterwards, because usually you hang out and talk together, yeah. and you know we did the one night. You know, Chad Hoover. Chad Hoover came over where we were at and a bunch of guys came out and we were talking about stuff and lures and fishing. And that was a lot of fun. In fact, I got in Chad's truck and tried to drive it off and I got (laughs) caught, you know, but, but but anyway, uh, I missed that camaraderie right this year. You know, that's when
1: we had our, our youth trail, uh, two weeks ago and we had a a demo day afterwards and just like seeing all our other board directors for NACA, North Alabama kayak anglers and everything. I just was like, dude, I've missed all you people. Like
3: yeah, Yeah. this sucks. (laughs) I, I saw. I Get this. I saw a lot of our school kids for the first time today since March because wow. we started our. That's insane. Yeah, we started our conditioning for our school today, so I went down there and they had all grown like six inches, you know. And and yeah. those kids I didn't recognize, <laughs> but you know, it you got that heart back. You know what it's all about. You know, with, with yeah. so I just want to say that because. That's what that's what this is about. I mean, oh yeah, no, yeah,
4: it, 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 it is kind of weird just loading up, taking off. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
4: I mean, we get I'm home. Well,
3: I won. Time to go home.
4: What? Yeah, I got yeah. home last night at about um, about eleven o'clock. That's from Missouri, so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got home from I got home at eight thirty, I think. From there, which is pretty, was pretty. It, it was
4: rough. It was a little rough that last two hours, but I made it.
3: Yeah.
2: Start yeah, seeing four I'm Well, to we'll hold y'all up. Thank y'all for being on the show, and uh, yeah, okay. Continue. Good luck this year. I mean, both of y'all been on a tear. Just keep it going, man. Well, I haven't
4: been on a tear. I've just recently started doing good. I usually do bad in the, when it's cold outside, and I gradually get better as well, it gets
2: warmer. <laughs> yeah, but continue, Loudon. So you got three tournaments in your state coming up. So uh, mm. yeah. yeah, you'll be all right. Well,
5: we'll probably
3: see.
4: We'll I hope probably so. Back <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right,
3: Thank guys. You. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank guys. i see you, Marty. You betcha, man. Thank you, guys. And good.
2: Oh, he froze up. That wasn't there. He hilarious. is.
4: All right. And good. What? Good job, John. <laughs> the right. well, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having us on, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks,
3: for coming, man. See you later. All right. Take care. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. There we go.
2: There you are. All right. Sorry. I had a little technical difficulties there. Well, as was a great show, as always, getting to talk to a bunch of guys. So, um, yeah, that was fun. So, all right, let's go. There was also, along with those, there was a bunch of other tournaments last weekend. First, we had um, – Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing on Hartwell, that's that's a big, huge club. That's uh, the Commish Vinny over there in North Carolina. 75 anglers, they do four fish. First was Lowell Brannon, 73 inches. Chris Godwin and Joel Randall, didn't get their weights, but second and third there. Uh, you had the KBF Mid-Atlantic on uh, Randleman High Rock, North Carolina. Day one had 66 anglers. First was Eric Nelson with 83 and three-quarter. Jody Queen they tied, but he got second with 83 and three quarter as well. And Charles Cruz with 82 and three quarter. And then day two only had 21 anglers, but Jody Queen got first that day. Uh, Corey Dryer second, Brandon Overstreet third. Uh, and and that was also a co-event with Carolina Kayak Bass Anglers. Their tournament had 66 anglers with James Weavers, Eric Nelson, and Charles Cruz uh, getting first, second, and third in that. Do you want to take uh, a bet on what Jody was throwing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. so, uh, next was an, it's called no make a wish foundation. This was like both Canada and the U S 67 anglers. We usually don't do online events, but this one, uh, because it was for charity, uh, first was Sean Dowling with 87 and a half, I'm sorry, 97 and a half second was Stephen Galloway with 84. So Sean whooped everybody, and third was Shannon Williams, female angler there with seventy-six inches. Next was Indiana Kayak Anglers Tournament, the Reservoir Rumble with hundred anglers, big tournament. Uh, Aiden Darlington with eighty-seven and three-quarter, second Jack Stenor, the killer, uh, little uh, Indiana killer there. Uh, with 86 and a quarter, Brennan McDougal with 86, Missouri weight with 84 and three quarter, and our very own Sam Jones with 80 inches. Good job, Sam. Uh, next was Kayak Bass Fishing Tennessee on Kentucky Lake, 73 anglers. First, uh, Kurt, I'm, I don't know how to pronounce your name, buddy, P-E-Q-U-I-G-O-N-T. I'm not even going to try. 82 inches. Second was Paris Edwards was. With 81 and a quarter. Third, Anthony Shingler with 97 and a quarter. Next up, East Texas Kayak Fishing. Uh, Houston County Lake, 50 anglers. First was Brandon Millay, 91 inches. Second one, Brian Howell with 85 and a half. And third, Andrew Middlebrook with 84 and a half. And last but not least, Kayak Fishing Utah. Their first event of the year uh, with our our recent guest, guest Aaron. She runs it. And uh, this had a record-breaking fifty anglers. It was on Manitow Reservoir. First was Tate Brown, eighty-two inches. Second, Kamen Rasmussen with seventy-eight and a quarter. And third, Cody Henley, eighty-five and a quarter. So, congratulations to all the winners and good job.
1: Heck yeah! Sound like it was a good, good weekend of tournaments going on.
2: Yeah, heck yeah! Like, it's COVID's lifting in a lot of places. A lot, lot more. Uh, in-person tournaments even though there might not be a weigh-in and all that they're a you know single single body of water or just a few bodies of water so it's kind of it's starting to size down a little bit now hopefully we'll have everybody on one lake one tournament going back to regular regular for, any,
1: for anybody that missed it do a quick recap on how the uh, paddle and fin bracket went this weekend i know y'all fished that
2: yeah don't mm, i don't want to recap that i got <laughs> uh, uh dustin whooped us. He, me and Josh and the... What would you end up with? You caught one right there at the end, didn't you? Yeah, I caught one after time expired. I, like, I had uh, fish a 12-inch, but he already had, like, 83, so I didn't weigh it. So I had five fish. But that one, I think, would have given me 80 a few minutes after, but it still wasn't enough. So it didn't matter. Yeah. He he whooped us. Uh, Josh, he, Eldridge, did. he didn't catch me, but he still, you know, he made it to the championship. So this weekend will be a bunch more of us fishing. Uh, me and Josh are going to go against each other again. That's how just how it worked out. Uh, but yeah. So if you filled our bracket, hopefully things are starting to wind up. A couple more, maybe three more weeks of fishing and live coverage, seeing us uh make fools of ourselves online. So yeah, watch out Sunday. It'll be from seven to eleven Eastern. I'm sorry, Central time. So check us out online, watch us fish something do in the morning if you're not in church or just do it real quiet. If you are in church, you know, keep it down so a pastor don't hear you. Priest, pastor, rabbi, you know what? Whatever floats your <laughs> whatever you take is wherever you go. Choose to so you know, sit in a church. All right, that's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. That's all I got. That was a good that, one. That was a good one. Two great guys, Marty and Josh. Josh. I like, I like, I,
1: Marty's one of those guys that I could sit around and bet he's got tons of stories.
2: Oh, dude, all night. I, yeah. You, know, I, you, you don't want to keep people on all night because you want to be respectful of their time. But yeah. No, we should have we should have got off and just stayed on with him. He's definitely one of the people, like, I'm sure, has got a thousand stories. But that dude's so good. We'll have him on again for too long. I'm oh, sure yeah. He'll, and he'll, and same people. with Josh.
1: Josh is. I think he's like you say, and I think he's heating up. I think coming into some couple more lakes on you know tournaments on Kentucky Lake and his local waters, I think he's about to start shining again.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's you know he's going to hammer him every single year. Every year he's going to be one of those guys. So yeah, I mean if there's a if there's a list of top ten guys that you make uh, of the best fishermen every year, he's on. Listen to KBN, I'm sure he's on there power rankings at the end of the year every year because he's oh, yeah. the best yep. alright well thanks everybody for listening we appreciate y'all and we'll see y'all again Monday where uh, right. your PFDs night night
5: thanks for tuning in to for a better time on the water on all your jig and tackle needs.
0: A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life.
5: Yeah, baby. 6'8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there.
0: Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app.